Hey everybody, welcome to another podcast with Cribs. Before we get into our next guest, I just want to remind you that if you are looking for an investment property, looking for the next high growth market and want to know how to secure that good quality asset, you need to talk to me and the team. We are looking across the whole Australian Eastern Seaboard, only work with the best developers in the industry, can help you secure that asset, do the cash flows, have a good understanding about where you're going to find that growth. So ultimately, secure that investment and keep on building that fantastic portfolio to achieve the long-term dreams. Reach out to the team, have a chat to me, and let's get into this next show. Hey everybody, Dominic Neshi here from Cribs, and today we are very lucky here to be with Mr. Joe from InFocus. Hey Dom. Man, thanks for coming over today. My absolute pleasure. I know it's a pain in the arts, it's raining outside, it's like tsunami, you know, kind of weather, but um, yep. I've been meaning to catch up with you because we have been catching up with a number of different brokers, but we want to be dealing with the best in business, and you have some really good insights that I know a lot of you want to hear about. Um, before we kick into that, can you just give us a little bit about your career, your experience, some of your background, just so we know that, I know you're qualified, but yep. just so they know a little bit more about Joe. Yeah, of course, of course. So I've been in finance since 2005. Yes. So my first exposure to the finance industry was actually through a broking firm out of Brighton La Sands. Um, so I had no idea when I came out of school in 2004 what I wanted to do. And I got introduced to finance through a neighbor. Yeah. And ever since then, mate, it's just become... Uh, it's become a passion. So it's not just a job. It's actually what I love doing. It's what I enjoy doing. It's what I enjoy teaching to others as well. Yeah, it's good, man. And you know what? It's great to hear that you've been in it for so long and the time that you came because shortly after that, it was a nightmare. JFC. So you've weathered some storms and that's an important thing to note when you're dealing with a professional or someone that's a professional in their space. If they haven't weathered the storms, if they haven't seen the ups and the downs, they can't give you high quality advice. So one of your... Areas of expertise is uh, young, new buyers, first-home buyers, people that are trying to get into the market. Correct. Um, why is that your passion? Tell me a little bit more about how you kind of stumbled into this space and yeah. what you're doing for people. Um, I guess it came. It comes back to why I wanted to be in finance in the first place, right? So the reason I wanted to, to get into finance and when I found out what finance actually has to offer um, outside just withdrawing money from an ATM was what you can do with finance where you can go with finance and i'm just i'm not just talking about having money in your pocket but talking about how you can build wealth through property through investing and that's that's the drive so i, I grew up um so i so to give you a bit of a background my parents came from overseas in 1991 mm -hmm. um opportunities were aplenty but education wasn't they were they were there to i guess learn from their own mistakes um and then fortunately enough i was there to to learn from their mistakes. So I didn't dwell on our, my poor parents, you know, there's nothing I can do. It's going to happen to me. No, I actually said, well, no, I'm not going to let this happen to me. Mm. So I'm going to go out there. I'm going to get educated. I'm going to learn about the finance world. I'm going to see what this is, what, what this can actually open up for me as an individual. So the passion for me for educating others and young people like myself is let me show you, let me guide you on this journey. So you don't make the same mistakes that I made. Yeah. So I'm not saying I'm perfect. I mean, I, I made mistakes at plenty, yeah. but I want to help others maybe see the mistakes I made 
and help them grow quicker than what I'm currently growing. I hear you. So tell me, what are some of these hints and tips? How can young entrants get into the market? What, yep. what challenges do the young entrants have coming into the market? But then also, yep. what can they do to sort of overcome them? Yeah, but look, one of, one of the biggest questions we always get asked is, how do I start? I'm working, you know, the, the common, common client, right? 25, working full time now, live at home with mum and dad. Great. Income's great. Okay. Now, where's the issue lying? The spending. Mm -hmm. Young people at the moment, are they're running a race against themselves and against their friends. Who's got the better watch? Who's got the better car? Who's got the better holidays? And how do we know this? It's evident on social media. Yeah. The way, pe the young, the way young people are spending now is, is, is sometimes out of control. And I'm not talking about, I'm not generalizing, but it's, 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 it is happening, mm -hmm. right? So what I'm trying to make people aware of is, well, why don't you start investing young? Why don't you cramp, like, why don't you cramp your, your savings now so you're not struggling when you're 30? Try to get into the property market now so you can leverage off that first investment property to get into that second. Yep. So by the time you're 28, 29, you can afford that home that you want to buy with your, with your partner, whether it's a small two-bedroom home or a two-bedroom unit, whatever it may be. It might not be your dream home, but it's a start. Yeah, no, and I hear if, you. And if you don't have a start, and if you don't invest right now, you are going to struggle down the track. We've, we've no doubt seen both of those. I, I've seen one side of the fence where there's young people getting into the market early and then, you know, five, ten years later, they've got five houses, you know, properties, um, and you'll notice that their aspirations change over time from yep. what was originally just I want a little house somewhere in the suburbs. It's now I want to go out, where, uh, out east and I want to have something big and grand and they can afford to do that now. Or the other side of that coin is, you know, 30-something and have nothing to their name. That's exactly right. But but they do have, they've got the holidays, they've got the finance cars. Yeah, um, exactly. They've got lifelong memories. But, you know, what happens there? If you want to set yourself up and you want to stabilize a family later on, mm -hmm. holidays and cars isn't going to be that for you, right? So tell um, me, what are some of the solutions that um, young entrants, so let, let's just say they're saving, they've got a mm -hmm. small deposit organized. Mm -hmm. What are some of the solutions that they have available to them to kind of yep. leverage, get into the market? What can they do? And what would you typically be talking to your clients about? Yeah. Look, the first thing I would probably say to anyone in, in wanting to have that conversation is seek the right advice. Sure. Get professional help. And I'm not talking professional help from a, from a mental health aspect. I'm talking professional help as if I'm looking for property, Dom, yes. I'm coming to you because you're you. the expert, right? If I need a plumbing service completed at home, I'm not going to do it myself. I'm going to call a plumber. Yep. So rely on the professionals. Don't rely on the, the friend or the family member that you see at a, a family barbecue that's done it. Yeah. Go to a professional, someone that's been in the industry for a while. Do your research. Research the person you're speaking to. Yep. Make sure they're credible. They have a background. Um, that's the first step I would take. Yeah, make sure they've um, done it themselves. Correct. That's exactly right. You know, we were just talking about it before on the way down, right? If you haven't done it, don't... Don't tell me don't about preach, it. Don't preach to don't me. Don't preach. Papa, don't preach yeah. if you haven't done it, right? Yeah. I want to know that you've, you've been there. You've done that. You've made the mistakes. You've had the rise. You've had the falls. Um, and I think that's very important. Um, look, one, one thing I, I've... It's, it's, it's worked for me when I made my mistakes and I, I learned that, you know, this isn't the right way to do things is I started looking for people that I can speak to on a professional level. Mm -hmm. So instead of just having conversations with, you know, mum and dad or conversations with my friends, I would go out and I would seek professionals to, to have those conversations with, like a, a financial planner or another, mor another mortgage broker. So I might not necessarily write my own mortgages, even though I'm a broker, 
I might seek another broker who's got a bit more experience in a in a certain niche that I'm trying to break into. Absolutely. So I think that's very important. Um, I think if you've if you've got the savings and if you've if you've got the determination, I definitely think uh, property is the right way to start. Um, I think it's a it's a great gateway into into building wealth, um, and no doubt it's you know it's worked for me, um, and you know it's it's evident in the in the fact that you know if you hold on to property long term, you are going to have a gain, but if you're just going to keep you know buying for the sake of making money now, then unfortunately you might fall on your own sword basically it's going to be hard it's going to be hard really hard. hard i wouldn't suggest day trading property unless yeah. you're very very well versed and understand Correct. how and, to do it and yourself. we have we live in a society now where you know information's at your fingertips you know, there's a lot of things you can you can reach out to you got the first homeowners grant um, you've got the first homeowners buyer scheme with where you can actually tap into your super to be able to make the purchase yeah. so there's a lot of tools and a lot of things out there but you need someone to be able to ex- extract that information for you if you don't have it yourself. And if you don't have that information, you're not going to know. Look, I love that because there's so much free money and it's not every day that uh, you know someone just gives you $10,000 or pays for your stamp duty Correct. or then lets your, meets your contributions and all these kinds of really interesting mechanisms and the government wants to support you. So take the help. Take every help you can. There's no, there's no shame in getting help. Mm, absolutely. Know, growing up, I had um, I had a quite a few relatives that were very comfortable in their life, mm. and because of the stigma in the culture we, that I'm from, it's like no, don't ask. You're you're you're, you're going to get into their personal space. So it's like, does it really matter if they're happy to pass on that knowledge? I should be comfortable asking. You know, it's interesting because I read Rich Dad Poor Dad a long time ago. Love that book, and it's cool because he talks that rich people are happy to talk about money. Yep. They're really happy to talk about yep. it, how they make it, how they save it, how they make it move and make it work for them. Poor people don't talk about money. No. We didn't talk about money at my house. No, no, no way. <laughs> no way. We talked about it if you couldn't afford it. We didn't talk about it about how to build the wealth. We're talking Definitely about not. buying shoes a couple sizes too big for you. <laughs> but yeah. um, no, no, you're absolutely right. I think that as you start to make money and you start to seek professional help and you are talking to mentors and people in a position that have done it, they're very, very willing to keep on talking, as you'll see here. We're happy yeah. to talk about it. It's funny you mentioned Rich Dad Poor Dad. I was speaking to a friend once, and I was we were talking about the book, and he said, "Well, I didn't have a Rich Dad." I said, "Find one. That's it. Go find one. You've got a you. You'll have an uncle. You'll have a family friend. You'll have uh, an older person at work or in the community that is a Rich Dad. Yeah, have a chat. Go have a coffee. They're not gonna if if some if you reach out to someone for help and they say no." then you don't want to be around that person anyway. 100%. And I'm, I don't know that many people that are... I don't know anyone that I've approached for help and they've said no. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I'll be very surprised if someone told me, no, I can't get help in that aspect. So um, outside of the government grants and tools, are there other things that the new buyers mm-hmm. um, or new entrants should be considering? Um, is there help that they can get from their parents or is yes. there... What, are there any other sort of tidbits that we can pass on to our... Yeah. So, so one thing I love business. about the, the age we're in now, and I've, I've got a name for it, and I apologize if someone's ready to use this name. It's, I'm, not, I'm not stealing it. I'm just, I refer to it myself as well. I refer to it as the bank of mum and dad. Okay. Um, a lot of parents want to help their children get into property. And yes. We all now realize how expensive the property market can be, and we all now realize how hard it can be to save money for a deposit. So one thing we can we can sort of lean back on is the fact that your parents have a home. It may or may not be paid off. But if there is enough equity in the home, there's two things that can happen from the parents. Number one, we can always use the existing property 
um, as security for the new purchase, mm-hmm. which means that as the as you as the child, you will borrow a hundred percent of the debt of the new property, but the security will be held by your parents' property, but you will avoid lender's mortgage insurance. So I you see. don't have to pay a lender's mortgage insurance on that purchase. So you carry all the debt as the child. You carry 100% of the debt. But your parents hold the risk that if you default, they can Correct. come after their property. Correct. Okay. And hopefully as a loving son or daughter, you will not default on that, on that loan. Okay. But that's number one. Number two is your, if your parents in a in a if you're in a lucky position, I should, I should say, your parents can gift you a twenty percent deposit, non refundable nice. gift, um, and then you can borrow up to eighty percent of that property value for your first purchase. Okay. And, and and it can and it can happen the second time, the third time, as long as the equity is there, you can utilize that property. Well, mate, I, I don't want to wrap this up too soon, but um, you know uh, we can keep on talking forever. I'm sure we'll have to get you back again. That was really it. good advice. Thank you very much for talking about mentors and, and discussing the different mechanisms that you can use, both from government, but then also you know using the, the bank of parents or parents' bank. Yep. And um, mate, thank you very much. Absolute we'll catch pleasure. You again soon. Thanks, Dom. See you Cheers, later, guys. Bye bye.